Hey there, mommy. So you started a business and you're wondering how moms everywhere are making it look so effortless. Maybe you haven't taken the entrepreneurial plunge yet because you're still trying to figure out what the heck is step one and where is the time to even execute it. I get it, you're busy. Being a mom is a full-time job and some, but I'm here to encourage you that being a mom and being a boss can exist in the same space. You are listening to the Busy Mompreneur Podcast, where we are using systems to make life a little bit sweeter. Hello, 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 mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Busy Mompreneur. I am Priscilla Fields, your host, and I am so glad that you are joining me on today. With all the million things that you could be doing, uh, you're taking time out of your day to hang out with me, and I really appreciate that. So we have been doing a series on finances, and I'm here with a, another guest friend of mine, Ebony Dixon. We um, have been friends for a number of years, known each other for a while. It actually started at um, our place of worship. We attended the same place of worship, and I found out that she was a um, military mom, Superwoman, as I like to call her, because <laughs> she almost went her whole pregnancy with her husband deployed not once, but twice. <laughs> so we have been um, in each other's lives since then, and I um, have the honor of chatting with her today and also her just dropping her gems of wisdom with finances. And specifically, we're talking taxes on today. So, Ebony, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So honored to be here. It is a pleasure. Um, so I want you to tell the people, um, first of all, who you are, <laughs> and then a little bit about your business. Um, sharing your your journey, how you got here, would be great, and the the people that you love working with. For sure. Um, so, like Priscilla mentioned, my name is Ebony, um, the accounting mom, also principal owner of the Legacy Accounting. Um, and with my business, I'm passionate about assisting that ambitious, creative woman, um, helping them preserve their legacy by keeping their books in tip top shape so they can make all those great decisions within their business. Literally, I got started because finance has always been a struggle in the household that I grew up in. So naturally, I, well, not naturally, you guys don't know. I like to master that which is a struggle or that which is a problem. So it doesn't ultimately be my story as well. So that's why I got into accounting because I knew I did not want to have the same relationship with money, have the same outcome with my finances. So I knew early on I had to position myself so that wouldn't be my story. So um, I went to school for accounting and got my bachelor's in accounting, um, but it wasn't all that easy because as you mentioned, I'm a most kind in a nutshell. <laughs> Very nice. How long have um, you been in business? Well, great question. So I would kind of always dibbled and dabbled. So I've had clients here and there. So I think I started probably in 2013, probably toward the middle of my degree plan. I was like, okay, let me get started. Let me get my feet wet a little bit. And then with me like traveling, because I think while my husband was gone for two years, 
I was in between Las Vegas, California, and Greece, right? So mm-hmm. it was very <laughs> challenging. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to, to keep up with a clientele, per se, was, was not really ideal during that time. So I kind of just fit things kind of where I could. So off and on since like 2013, um, have I been in business? Very nice. So I asked that question just to to give the audience an idea or really just to encourage everyone that there's no right or wrong way to build your business. There is no time frame that you should be at a certain place at a certain time. It is your business, literally all of your business. When you do whatever it is that you do, of course, you want to have like that accountability and, you know, get things done. But give yourself the grace to get there because as moms our first priority is our kids whether they be two years old or you know 15 years old or 20 years old they're our first priority and they take up a good chunk of our time at being a wife (laughs) that is a full-time job and some so you just understand that we are a special breed of people being moms running a business, building a business from scratch, you know, for the purpose, most I think would agree for the sake of legacy so that our kids, you know, can have better than what we had or don't have to experience things that we did, um, you know, on a negative side, but, you know, give them something or different opportunities that we didn't have. So there is no right or wrong way to build a business. Just, just do it the way that feels good to you. You're the boss. <laughs> you are the boss. Um, okay, so uh, taxes, taxes, taxes. So at the time of this recording, we are approaching the new year. So everyone is about to start scrambling to get all of the things done <laughs> in order to get um, their paperwork in order and all of the things. So I'm going to let you take it away with what tips you have for us, things that we should and shouldn't be doing, myths that you're constantly having to, you know, shed light and truth on, all of that stuff. So I'm going to give you the floor. So um, this is, I mean, this is so broad, really, the the topic of tax, but I'm going to try to keep it as refined as I can. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So I would say to get ready for tax season, I think it's key to have your paperwork in order. Um, I think a lot of us, I'm going to say us because I'm still a small business owner as well. We get so caught up in our day-to-day hustle and bustle of our business babies that we forget to take care of the back end a lot of the time. Or we don't forget, we kind of put it off. Right. Put it in the back and just forget about it. (laughs) I wouldn't be bothered with that. I'll worry about it when it's time. Right. And then before you know it, we're at tax time or a month before then, like now. And you're like, okay, what the heck? Where do I start getting things together so I'm prepared for the tax season? And that's ultimately what helps you get prepared is doing things beforehand. So like a month or two, start getting all of your receipts together. I would say even if you don't have a robust system, put everything in like a Google Sheets 
your mm-hmm. an Excel sheet tour. It's really organized. Like you're categorizing your income and your expenses, something that's really simplistic. And then of course, if you're ready to take the next level, look into any of those cloud-based um, accounting softwares like QuickBooks, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And literally plug your information into it. And of course, get some type of training. But I mean, it's not all that hard in my opinion. Right. <laughs> you do it every day. <laughs> um, but however, not everything that's easy to someone else would be easy to you. So don't mm-hmm. be ashamed if you need help. There's nothing wrong with it. And then the next thing after getting all your documents together is you want to be mindful of what is happening. So we had a lot going on this past, it feels like three years, but I think it's only been two. It's only been two. (laughs) Oh man, COVID. We will never forget these days. (laughs) Like it's been so bananas. Like I am grateful for the fact that the government kind of stepped up and was trying to help us in Mm -hmm. different areas. However, it creates a nightmare nightmare for us who are on the accounting tax side of things, just trying to account for everything. So I'm not going to go too deep into that. Um, But one thing I want to say is just make sure that you're bringing your information as what you you, um, receive as far as all of your stimulus payments, um, Mm -hmm. any withdrawals that you took from your retirement account. A lot of what you're hearing is that it's not taxable and it may not be taxable but you may still have to report it on your tax return. So just making sure you're bringing that information in that isn't necessarily normal. I'll say that anything that you took advantage of Mm -hmm. that is not part of your normal tax year, I would say put it in the folder and bring it in just in case. Because, I mean, you can never be too safe. Rather be safe than sorry, right? Right. Um, So yeah, just put that information into a folder, bring it in. And then of course, write down questions too, because there's been a slew of information going around about bonus depreciation and all of this side gig economy. Like, so live. Uber, um, what's some other popular ones? Um, Toro, Toro, yeah, Airbnb. So those are what we call our unicorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I call it, okay? Because there isn't a whole lot of information out there on how to really manage the backside of it. Yeah, you see a lot of information on, okay, go do this. There's so much money to be made, but okay, after you get the money, what are you doing after that? How are you accounting for? Do I owe the state some money? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to be paying the government like every quarter? Like, so just be careful when you're going into these things that you're understanding what your obligations are, and then also logging into these different platforms if they don't already send you statements electronically and making sure you have that information for tax time as well. And then the last thing I'm going to mention, um, there was a new direction that came out with like Zelle, um, what's the other one? Venmo, Cash mm-hmm. App. So a lot of people were not reporting their income. <laughs> yeah. um, and that is, I mean, changing this coming up year, I believe, if not this tax season, the next tax season that's coming into play, mm-hmm. they're going to start issuing 1099 Ks for people who are using these platforms 
So basically what that means is once they issue the form, you're getting one half of that. The other half is going to the government. Oh, so they'll know. Sneaky, sneaky business that Uh-oh. <laughs> so many people have been getting away with. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not surprised, honestly, that it's coming to an end because mm-hmm. I took advantage of so many benefits. The government is trying to figure out how can we get some of this money? Recoup. Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just a little, in a nutshell, I know I said a lot of how you can kind of get ready for the tax season and not be so overwhelmed. Just a few things you can include. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, my my husband and I, we have the, the virtual assistant agency, but we also have a photography and videography company too. And when we first started, we were doing Cash App and the Venmo. And I'm sure someone listening is doing that Um, as well especially if you're doing like product-based sales and you know you're selling candles or whatever it is that you're creating that's good to know because I used to ride him so hard I'm like stop doing cash app (laughs) I can't track it and um, at that time I had already started using QuickBooks as we were we started around the same time but we hadn't put the photography business on QuickBooks yet either so um, yeah it's just interesting so be aware <laughs> if that is your method of payment that you're accepting that, you know, you want to start accounting for that and having that, you know, going into a separate bank account from your your personal finances. Honestly, it doesn't even have to be too complex. It can literally be pulling the information and putting it in a spreadsheet because what's happening is not to go too deep. I'm trying <laughs> try my best. So normally when you're using these third processor systems, the reporting responsibility goes to the third party processor. So mm-hmm. before there was only, I believe once you made about, I think 10,000, that's when they were obligated to issue you a 1099K. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily, were not obligated yeah. But kind of are obligated, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. yeah. Those, those things where if the big brother doesn't know, then I'm just not Keep reporting. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, um, you know, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to crack down on this. And here is why. So I don't want people to get overwhelmed or like start, you know, panicking. Mm-hmm. Just get into the mind frame. Okay. I use Cash App, Venmo, this is that. The things that don't necessarily deposit into your account or that you're able to like, pull out money without there necessarily being a trace of it in your like business bank account mm-hmm. just make sure you're throwing it into your excel sheet or quickbooks manually gotcha gotcha that makes complete sense and i want to say is it treasure box treasure hunt something what's it called operation treasure oh you're talking about operation hidden treasure hidden treasure okay all right i remember you said that on one of your uh facebook is that the same thing yeah, so that's part of it. So what that is, I'm glad you mentioned it. I can't <laughs> really go into depth yet. <laughs> we'll scratch the surface just a little bit. Basically, the IRS is coming up with a task force, if that's what you want to call it. Mm. Basically, they are after all of that hidden money. So like, there's a whole lot going Cryptocurrency. on. Cryptocurrency. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> all that good stuff that doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of guidance yet. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hello, it, it may not I have guidance, but you're getting money. We need some of that for you to pay taxes. We need our cut, yeah. So they are now getting things into play and coming after those who know they're supposed to be reporting, mm-hmm. but are not because there's not really a lot of things in place to 
push your arm to, so to speak. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's what that's about in a nutshell. Very interesting. Oh, the financial space is so much. <laughs> I literally up like late looking at different things because it's so interesting to me. Right. I- People are like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. overwhelming. But for me, it's it's an opportunity to help not only myself, but my client or potential like followers. How can I help them not fall subjective to, you know, the, the different pitfalls that people fall into because they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I remember a long time ago, it was one of the famous influencers. I can't remember her name, but she made like a million dollars with like, I think it was like drop shipping or something like that. And she was like, I thought I was doing it, you know, until mm-hmm. I got a letter from the IRS saying, ma'am, you did not <laughs> report anything. Right. We need X amount of money. And the government doesn't care that you don't know X, Y, and Z. It's your responsibility as a business owner to be well informed in the industry that you're operating in and what your responsibility is as an entrepreneur or business owner. The things that we don't know. I know. Okay. So yes. Um, so one thing that while while we're on that is reporting to your your local government. Every state has like a tax department or tax division that your business should be registered with. Is that correct? For the most part, yes. So sometimes, depending on your state and and what their requirements are, they may require you to register because it's a privilege to do business in their state. Mm. So you may necessarily not have to remit or give them money, Mm -hmm. so to speak, just yet until you reach like a certain threshold, but they still want to know like, what are the businesses that are operating within the state or whatnot? They want to keep a tally on that because ultimately, you know, they want a piece of the pie, just like everybody else. Everybody (laughs) wants a pet. Right. Everybody wants a cut. Yeah, I remember <laughs> um, I was listening to a business coach and it's like uh, the big like buzzword or buzz goal, should I say, was, oh, I want to make six figures and reach that, you know, 100K. But you really don't get the 100K in full, you know, after you've paid your taxes for one. Um, <laughs> after you paid your contractors and business expenses and this and that, like by the time you're done, it's at 55. So we have to set our goals higher in order to see a real six figure come into, you know, as your personal paycheck. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like I remember me and one of my good friends was having a conversation about, I don't remember what the, the real essence of the conversation was, but it was along the lines of, Oh, such and such made a million dollars last year. Mm-hmm. She sold a snippet of her bank account. And I told her, I was like, well, I mean, that's only one part of the picture. Like, we don't know what her expenses are. We don't know what she paid in taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times, influencers are showing, like, the the glamorous side of things. And the raw number. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's more to that number. Yes. Like, I even remember meeting with someone like, hey, just because this deposit into your account doesn't mean this is what you made. Like, you have to be really making sure you're accounting for the whole entire picture to know, okay, this is what I brought in for sure after everything was all said and done. I am mm-hmm. now thinking of, and the, the process escapes me, but it's a really famous book. It's called, like, Profit... Oh, that's my favorite. Profit First. Profit First. Yes. <laughs> me and my half names. <laughs> But since you bring that up, what I love about that most is how simplistic it is. And Mm -hmm. then 
it's entertaining. Like his storyline is so relatable. Like literally, um, not to give away, y'all go read it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's been um, on my reading list for a while. But I know I like the basic concepts of it, like from a coaching program that I did, basically paying yourself first, but it's so important. And let me say that one more time for the moms, because by nature, we're givers and we want to make sure that everybody else is taken care of before we are. You are in business to make money. You are not in business to volunteer. And I will constantly say that throughout the life of this podcast, we are in business to make money. It's not volunteer work. We can go do that during Christmas time or at the Salvation Army or go to the parent-teacher, not parent-teacher conferences, but volunteer at your kid's school. The goal is to make money. And if you're not paying yourself, you are going to burn out even faster because there's no reward for you. So when you get, you know, those invoices paid, treat yourself (laughs) to something. No, seriously. Because you work so hard, you deserve it. So hard. A little something. Just something. <laughs> a Starbucks drink. Go get your nails done, or go get that pedicure, or I don't know. Buy your favorite purse, or I don't know. But yeah. you have to reward yourself somehow because it's going yeah. to get old really fast. That everyone else is reaping the benefits of your hard work, and you're not seeing anything. So, right. sorry for my tangent. <laughs> But back to uh, profit first. So yeah, I wanted to get your your thoughts on that concept and that that methodology. Literally, that I haven't really talked about it, but we're in the process of well, we've already started a new business venture. I know Lord is probably like, girl, I'm gonna need for you to pick something <laughs> and just focus. But focus. It, is so hard. <laughs> it is like the disability of the entrepreneur. Like every day, we have a new thought and a new way of creating income. So you're not alone. <laughs> It's so, but okay, let me stay focused. But I, because my husband is leading in that venture, okay? Mm -hmm. So I told him literally, okay, this is how much we're going to put away for taxes. This is how much we're going to put away for operating the actual business. This is how much we're going to put away for, or this is how much we're going to send you, like every first and 15th. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't need all that much money. I'm like, it's okay. Just take it and then put it in your savings account or something. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of coming up with a system and sticking. I love systems, okay? Yes, we're all about systems. Right. Like, it just makes things so much easier. Like, you have a plan. You have something to, like, really follow. There's really no, like, real thought process necessarily. It's like, this is what I said, so this is what I'm going to do. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, every first and the 15th. But that's what I really like about the book. For me, it's more so as a... Not only a guide, but a way to manage cash flow. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we get all this money, we see all this influx of cash in, say, the beginning of the year, middle of the year, and then we get to a point where we're not making as much and we really don't know how to sustain it. Mm -hmm. Profit First does an excellent job at showing you how to break it down in a very simplistic way. Mm -hmm. Like they use like five accounts. For me, I don't use the five accounts. I just like to break it down within my account. I use like an Excel sheet. Mm -hmm. So like if I had $5,000, I'll do a little formula. I'm not going to get complex here, but I do a little (laughs) formula. And then it kind of just like breaks down the totals for me. So I Mm -hmm. view this like maybe once or twice a month because Mm -hmm. you should be revealing your numbers that often. You shouldn't be waiting to the end of the year. Tax season is not the time to now look at your financials, but 
to be honest, that's what normally happens. Right. With small owners, they wait till the end of the year and it really does you a disservice because you don't know where you could have like altered to be a little more efficient or maybe mm-hmm. bring in a little more revenue or maybe stop making this product because it's literally making and not serving. Yeah. So for me, Profit First is really a good tool to use for making sure that you're understanding your cash flow and then you tell it what to do and it's not telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's um very Dave Ramsey verbiage there. Right. <laughs> tell your dollars where to go. <laughs> yes, um, be aware. Be aware, ladies. You have to be aware of what the finances and that applies to our home life it serves just as well if your finances are jacked in your personal life chances are it's going to be the same in your business and you do not want to have those types of issues because the government does not play about their money they will find you they have a special set of tasks or skills (laughs) and they're gonna find you it might not be today it might not be tomorrow but just the anxiety of having to think about it is enough to take somebody out. So (laughs) people don't understand like just because you're getting away with it now does not mean that the IRS can't come knocking at your door say three, four years after the fact, after they've built their case. Mm -hmm. Like normally when the IRS is coming to knock at your door and say, Hey, you owe me X, Y, and Z. Normally they've built, their case and they're probably right Mm -hmm. I mean there's some chances that they are wrong but there's a high likelihood that they're not Mm -hmm. I don't like getting in trouble you know so Mm -hmm. (laughs) just do the right thing right so I don't have to worry about that that's stressful in itself knowing that somebody can come back and say hey you owe such and such such and such huh are you sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that is not me (laughs) so with the household your kids. Mm-hmm. We have to teach our kids the things that we know. We have to teach our things the things that we were never taught. Yeah. Money, especially um, in African-American households, that is not a topic that is usually discussed in a positive light. So as an African-American woman, how are you having this discussion in your household? So for me, I'm big on living out what I want to teach my children. Because I know a lot of people can probably relate. I lived in a household where, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. You need to be better than me. But I believe, like, if I want my kids to be better, then I have to be better as well. Like, I have to show them. You know what I mean? No, I'm not going to get it right every single time. But the mere fact that they can see that I'm human, I make mistakes, but how do I recover from those mistakes? Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, me growing up, we didn't have a lot. My mom did not manage money well. Same. <laughs> so I I try to keep it simple, but I, I just want them to be aware that, you know, money is a thing. It doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. It's literally a resource. Like, it will only take you so far if you do not manage it well. So I do things like, um, they love to go out to eat. I know that's. I don't know. Me and my husband have like gotten them to the point where they're asking, hey, instead of us eating dinner tonight, can we go to such and such? Right. I'm like, wait, what? And they'll ask, (laughs) what's today's date? Because we have this thing where we only go out to eat on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Fridays, okay? If I'm feeling a little, you know... (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But that's my way of teaching them things are okay in moderation. 
in moderation. That's good. So like, could we go out to eat more often than what we probably do? Absolutely. But for me, it's more so like, I want to teach them that the things that are a privilege or that aren't necessary a necessity should not be something that is made a necessity. You know what I mean? Like, how many times do you see someone that says, oh, I need to go get my hair, my nails done, mm -hmm. Louis Vuitton bag. And those are necessarily not, they're not necessities. Those are wants. So mm -hmm. for me, it's very important why my kids are young to help them see the difference in a want and a need. And then also just responsibility, mm -hmm. enjoying things in moderation. Right. And just to clarify, because I didn't ask this question, how old are your children? Oh, my children are four and six. <laughs> Yay, little people like me. <laughs> well, some little people. And I believe I've shared it, but if this is your first time listening in, I have a six-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a 11-year-old bonus son a 14-year-old bonus daughter and another 15-year-old bonus son. So we are a modern-day Brady Bunch over here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love them. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so yeah, moderation. Everything needs to be in moderation. Our money, our eating habits, our everything. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I recently was listening to a friend of mine and she was doing um, like a word of encouragement. And um, she said to marry consistency. And that has stuck with me for the last couple of weeks. Marry consistency, even in the small things. With our taxes, we know it's coming, just like we know our kids' birthdays are coming, just like we know Christmas is coming, just like we know we have to, at some point, buy new tires. Like right. those bigger expenses, if we marry consistency, it doesn't have to hurt so bad. <laughs> we make the situations painful because we act like we don't know how to prepare. If we put away, you know, that 8% or whatever it is, every transaction and invoice is paid, at the end of the year, you'll have what you owe Uncle Sam instead of him coming to take you for what you have <laughs> because you have no savings to give for your, your tax bill. You know, if you do it quarterly or, you know, it's it doesn't hurt as bad even doing it that way. I know um, a few business owners who just pay it quarterly instead of getting a big bill at the end of the year. But consistency and that's in all things, in all areas. If you need to show up in social media, very consistency. If you know that you need to uh, listen, I'm talking to myself <laughs> as I'm saying this, I am talking to myself. Um, you know, if you want to hit that weight goal, marry consistency. If you need to be in your prayer closet, marry consistency. So yeah, that that's my two cents on that right there. Wow. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Just across the board. So that was, um, yeah, that was good for me. You're not going to even like hit the mark every single time. Like I was talking about... You know, only eating on the weekends. It was that either last week or the week, no, the week before last. I was so slammed with just work. I literally did not prep before the week came. So literally we ate out the entire week. So what I told my kids was, okay, listen, we ate out during the week. We can't eat out on the weekends. We got to, you know, balance. That was our whole month. Yeah. <laughs> 
be like, listen, even this weekend, they're like, well, mom, you want to go out to eat? I'm like, uh-uh, we gonna, I have fast food in the freezer. We can figure this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There is a will and a way. Giving yourself room to not always hit the mark is okay because you're not like, but it's like you're striving. Yes, you're striving for that. That's all that really matters. Right. And I just thought about this too. Like God gives us new mercies every day. We don't give ourselves (laughs) new mercy. We don't give ourselves the grace to, to, to mess up, to not hit the mark. He already knew that we wouldn't. So be easy on yourself. Love yourself a little bit more. And, you know, just learn from this journey because you're learning something all the time. I say this in my personal life a lot, but as business owners, most people don't know what they're doing. They're doing this for the first time. They were not handed the business. They're figuring it out as they go. So give yourself grace. Uncle Sam isn't going to be so graceful. So you need to educate yourself (laughs) where you need to be educated. You know, connect with a good bookkeeper, an accountant, check in with them regularly. And it's never too early. Start from the beginning of your business. Every invoice they want to cut. Look at it like that. Every invoice they want to cut. While I'm on that, what would you say? I know every every state is different, but is there like a general like percentage that we should keep in mind when we're we're putting tax away? I would say 15 to 20 percent. Um, and I know that seems like an, a high number, but normally um, self-employment tax is about 15%. And I say 5% just to, I don't know, maybe you didn't put away or maybe your tax bill ended up being a little bit more. It kind of gives you a little room. Mm-hmm. I always say like, if you get to the end of the year and you, maybe your tax bill is not that much, or maybe you didn't have to pay any taxes at all. Now you have like a little bonus, you know? Yeah. Doing the right thing. <laughs> Doing the right thing. That's a whole lot better than the latter of being stressed trying to figure out where that money's going to come from. Because again, you have to, you'll go into strategy mode of trying to figure out what else you can sell and they want tax on that too. So let's just start off on the right foot. <laughs> let's just start off on the right foot. When you miss the mark, but not only do they come asking you for what's old, they want to add on interest. Interest. Like, huh? Like, come on, give me a break. When they come, they're right. coming for, for the they're coming for, for blood. <laughs> they're coming for it. So, yes, not this wasn't an episode to scare you ladies oh, by yeah. any means. But preparation is key is what I hope that you take away from this. And also get yourself a copy of Profit First. Go ahead and glean from the lessons that are in there. Read the cliff notes at a minimum. (laughs) Um, And let it bless you and your business and your household. That is our time for today. I'm not going to hold us any longer, but I know someone is listening and they're saying, man, Ebony, I want to connect with her. I want her to do my books. I'm sure they want to connect with you even on social media. So how can the people get in touch with you? Well, I am on Instagram as underscore the accounting mom underscore. And then on what's that? Facebook, the accounting mom, YouTube, the accounting mom. And then if you want to reach out for maybe a paid consultation or maybe you just need some type of direction, you can go to my website, thelegacyaccountant.com. And then just to add a little tidbit, a lot of times we feel like we cannot afford a service, but you cannot afford not to have a service, if that makes sense. Perfect sense. 
because you don't know what business owner will be able to help you in your situation. There mm-hmm. is a person for everyone and everyone. Yes, there is. Um, so just reach out bare minimum just to get direction because that will help you a lot more than you just kind of putting it off to the back burner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ignoring it will not make it go away, ladies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, definitely get in touch. Well, Ebony, it has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your expertise and your wisdom to the audience. Before we head out, as always, I want to close with a word of prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together. And I thank you for the woman that is listening to this podcast on the other end. I just ask, Lord, that she takes the lessons that we shared in this episode and that she applies them both in her business and in her personal life help her lord to have grace for herself (laughs) so that way she can be her best self to other people help her to connect with those who are going to help her implement these lessons and hold her accountable so that way she can be better and be the woman that you have designed her to be the business owner that you have designed her to be and just bless her overall father in jesus name amen Yes, you guys be blessed. Be you, be blessed, be a blessing. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.